This is your host, Victoria, and in today's episode, we're talking all about self-mastery. We're talking about what self-mastery is, what is it not, as well as the first six aspects of self-mastery. As usual, I would love to know where in the world you are as you listen to this episode. So take a quick picture of where you are right now and tag me on Instagram at Victoria Sardane so that I can know where you are as you listen to this. Enjoy. Welcome to the Victoria Sardane podcast, where you'll discover actionable tools, tips, and tricks, as well as inspiring conversations to support you to change your own reality. We all have immense personal power within us. We all have the ability to be the person we look up to the most and take charge of our lives and our future. Sometimes we just need a little insight, a little change of perspective, and a friendly nudge to take the step. Are you ready? Hey guys, today we are talking about self-mastery. We're going through the basics of self-mastery to begin talking about what is it, what is it not, and then I'm going to be bringing you through the first six aspects of self-mastery. There are 12 in total, so we will be talking about self-mastery over the following two weeks. The first six aspects will be mentioned in this episode, and next week's episode will be focused on the second six aspects. So first of all, what is self-mastery? Well, I think it might be easier by first going into what is self-mastery not. So it is a personal development tool. However, it is not about forcing yourself to do things via control. So I've been there personally in a place where I thought that becoming the best version of myself included forcing myself to do the things that I really didn't want to do. When I had really high fitness and aesthetic goals for myself, I thought it was about forcing myself to do the hard things and it came from a place of control it came from a place of wanting to prove myself and ultimately it felt like I was at war with myself and I was at war with my body so that is the first thing that self-mastery it is not it is not about being at war with yourself it is not about feeling like you're in this constant struggle or constant battle or setting ridiculous expectations on yourself, it is actually quite the opposite and we're gonna to touch on that in a minute. What else is it not? Well, self-mastery is not about hating your way into change. I've been there as well where I felt like I would be so disappointed and frustrated with myself if I wouldn't do something correctly that that would almost motivate me to do the opposite. And I'm sure that many of you can relate to this as well. It's this idea of being so frustrated with yourself that you bring change into your life from a place of hate, of loathing, of frustration, of anger. And this might work in the short run, but I don't believe that this is the long run solution. And that's why I'm so adamant about how self-mastery can be so important because this is exactly what it is not about. It's not about hating your way into change. So I say that self-mastery is not about hating your way into change nor about forcing yourself into doing things via control, but I will also say that self-mastery is not about giving into instant pleasures at the detriment of your future self. So we're not talking about taking the easy road, about doing what it is that you want now and forgetting about your future self. 
Self-mastery is actually quite the opposite. It's about knowing yourself so well, about knowing your long-term future aspirations so well and so clearly that working towards those now is something that comes effortlessly, it's something that comes naturally, and it becomes something that you want to do. So once again, we're not imposing that change via control or via hate and frustration, we're really looking at it from a positive aspect. So we're pulling ourselves into change from a positive long-term view of who we wanna be, of how we wanna be, of what we want our future to look like. So that's what self-mastery is not. Now, what is self-mastery? Self-mastery is about working with yourself. As I said before, it's not about forcing yourself into change. In the end, it's about your mind and body working so seamlessly and effortlessly together that you find yourself creating the change that you want now and that you want for your future self effortlessly. Self-mastery is also about knowing yourself so well, so intimately, that you are able to notice instantly when you are slightly off balance, when you are slightly off track, when maybe you've lost sight of your values or lost sight of your long-term aspirations or who you want to be. It's something that you notice. And when you do notice, once again, it does not come from a place of frustration, but instead comes from a place of understanding and curiosity. You're able to be curious and wonder why you you've slightly gotten off track and in a very gentle way, bring yourself back into alignment with your values, with your intentions, with who you want to be as a person. I would go as far as saying that self-mastery is also really a bit of a detachment from the ego, from your identity, from the self. When we're able to be slightly detached from who we are, then we can bring about change. Because you know what? Your values will change over time as you go through different phases of your life. When you are young and you're able to be completely focused on yourself is completely different from maybe when you have a family later on and all of a sudden your biggest priority is no longer yourself. You have other people that are all of a sudden more important than you. And you have to be open to changing that identity. Maybe there's an identity that you've had ever since you were a child and because the people around you expect you to act a certain way or be a certain way, then you almost don't want to let that go because not only would you be losing an identity that you've latched onto for so long, but you think it might disappoint those around you. Perhaps you have the identity of someone who's rather shy and reserved and you're realizing, you know what, I want to step out of my shell. I want to be able to sit in a cafe and start a conversation with the person next to me or be able to travel alone and meet people on the way. Well, that has to do with letting go of certain identities. So that's where the detachment comes in. It's a detachment of our identities, of our egos, and of ourself. And that allows us to bring in regular change whenever it's needed. And that's where it goes full circle with the point I touched on before, which is being so in tune with ourselves that we know when we need to go through an identity shift. We know when something isn't working for us anymore, and we're able to connect with that and to pull ourselves back. So that is what self-mastery is all about. And what I'm going to do now is bring you through the first six aspects of self-mastery, tell you a little bit about why they're important, and then I'm going to share one mindset shifting principle in each of these aspects. The first aspect of self-mastery is about mastering your day. So what is mastering your day? Well, mastering your day is essentially the idea that every day matters. 
every day matters. Every day is a stepping stone to the kind of person you want to be. And I'm going to transition straight away into this first principle. And that principle is that every minute, every experience, and every moment impacts your day. A visual representation I love for this is a blank canvas. So if you think of yourself as waking up as a blank canvas every morning, every single moment, instant, thought, emotion adds a splash of color onto that canvas. So the first thought that crosses your mind in the morning adds a splash. The first thing you do, whether it be reach for your phone or take some time to yourself, maybe in a more calming way where you can be a bit more centered, all of those add different splashes of colors. Same with the first words that come out of your mouth in the morning. Same with the first conversation you have. The first expression on your face, is it a smile or is it a frown? All of those add splashes of color into your canvas. And that is why every moment matters. And that is how things build up over the day. And sometimes we don't realize it. We've added so many dark splashes of color by having negative emotions first thing in the morning, by checking our emails first thing in the morning, which maybe adds stress, by letting our mind wander to the worst scenario or to things that we're worried about rather than things that we're grateful for. These all add splashes of color and they can lead to us reaching a breaking point where we don't even realize that all those previous instances have led us to the breaking point and we blame a specific situation for a negative outburst. So I'll give a really simple example. If you wake up in the morning, your first thought is a negative one. It's about how much work you have to do or how stressed you are. The first thing you do is check your emails where you have 55 unread emails and that adds a knot in your tummy and you feel stressed and you start thinking about how you'll never be able to get on top of it all and how behind you are and how you shouldn't have watched that episode last night. You should have been working on your emails instead. And then maybe the first thing that comes out of your mouth is I'm tired, I'm frustrated, I'm stressed. Maybe the first conversation you have in the morning is a negative one and then all of a sudden maybe your significant other or a roommate makes a comment at you or says something to you and you completely lash out on them and you think I cannot believe they were to say that or they were to mention that and we fall into a place of victimhood where we start seeing other people as the cause of our frustrations when in reality every instance leading up to that moment had added a splash of color. So that is the first aspect of self-mastery. It's about mastering your day. The second aspect of self-mastery is about mastering your habits. And habits are, of course, extremely important. I think that sometimes we maybe place a little bit too much importance on them. But what is a habit? In general, habit is something that is settled or regular. It's like a regular practice that almost doesn't take any effort. And that's why we're so drawn to habits because we have this idea in our mind that as long as we do something for 21 days or for 30 days or for 50 days or whatever it is that we might've read online, then it will no longer require an effort. And I'm gonna go ahead and say that if you're doing a habit that you hate, if you're forcing yourself to do something that you really dislike, then it will never stick. You can do it for 30 days, you can do it for 50 days, but once those 50 days are done, you're gonna be dying to stop. And that's where the true effortlessness comes in. You need to find the habits that work with you, that work with who you wanna be, that work with where you are right now in your life, that work with your lifestyle, that work with your surroundings, and there are things that you genuinely enjoy and look forward to. 
So that's where I see habits in a slightly different way. I think that when it comes to habit building, we often take a very aggressive stance to it and think of forcing ourselves into 30 days of X in order to make it effortless. And that's where I really see the disconnect. I don't believe that that's true at all. And instead, I truly believe in tweaking habits to find ways to make it things that we genuinely look forward to and will aspire to do. The third aspect of self-mastery is all about mastering your time. And when it comes to mastering our time, I often bring it back down to expectations. The truth is that we will only feel disappointed in ourselves for not having done enough, for not having used our time wisely enough when we have expectations of the opposite. And the truth is that we often have much higher expectations than what is realistic. And what I've been working with a lot of my clients on recently is this idea that in order to avoid disappointment, we need to make a choice. And I'll give you a really simple example to outline this. A client of mine really wanted to build a solid morning routine that would set her up for the day and make her feel good before entering into her work day. However, on a specific morning, she woke up, had a really bad headache, was feeling exhausted. And in that instance, she had two choices. Either she could force herself into doing the morning routine regardless, or she could decide to take an extra hour to sleep. Now, in the past, before we had been working together, she would most often lean towards taking that extra hour to sleep. However, then she would feel disappointed and frustrated with herself and ultimately it would have a very negative impact on her day. What we worked on instead is this notion of choice. Every instance is a choice and we need to make choices consciously and proactively. So the second she was there lying in bed and reconnected with this idea that I have a choice here, then she can make a solid decision. And regardless of the decision she made, she would not feel disappointed. So if she decided to take an extra hour to sleep in the morning, then that became a conscious choice. She decided, I'm feeling tired today, I have a headache, what would benefit me even more than a morning routine is an extra hour to sleep. Therefore, I'm going to give this gift to myself and I'm gonna to choose to sleep for an extra hour. And that choice made all the difference. The outcome was the same. She could have spent an extra hour lying in bed, woken up and feel terrible and guilty, but the fact that she had then made a conscious choice out of it was the difference. So that's where I really see one of the keys around mastering your time. It's around choice. The fourth aspect of self-mastery is mastering your values. Values are so important, but I almost feel like They've been a bit overdone to the point that we now often look at this big list of positive values and think, okay, I'm gonna choose three, I'm gonna choose, I don't know, um, compassion and care and responsibility. And they're not things that necessarily mean that much to us. And something that I find really interesting about values is we often talk about being in line with our values, right? And what I've come to learn over time is that the values that are your true, true core values, you always live by them. And there are times in which you are maybe more or less in line. However, the ones that are your core values, they're always there. They're your driving factor. So if you've chosen community as your number one value, 
but you notice that over the past five years, you've never taken any time to really create a community because you tend to get so engulfed in work and you tend to set work as a priority, then maybe achievement or maybe work ethic is actually the core value. Because if community was your core value, then maybe you wouldn't have let it slip in the first place. So that's what I always find so interesting is realizing that those core values that really are at your core, those are the ones that you don't let slide. Or those are the ones that if you aren't perfectly in line, it is an extreme discomfort that you feel immediately. And without thinking about it too much, you will always recalibrate yourself towards it. The fifth aspect of self-mastery is around mastering your intentions. So intentions are not the same things as goals. Goals are things you can check off the list. An intention is a bit more of a vague idea that you direct yourself towards. And what I love about intentions is that there are many different ways to reach it. You can set the intention of taking good care of yourself and being in really good health. And maybe one day that looks like going for a run, but on the day that you're exhausted, that looks like taking a nap. And what's so great about intentions is that we can leave behind tunnel vision. We can leave behind this view that there's only one way to reach a certain objective. And instead with intentions, there's a whole spectrum of ways to get there. Right? So many different roads lead to Rome. There's so many different ways to reach what it is that you're working towards. And with an intention, we accept that. We accept that there are many different ways to get there. And through self-mastery, as I said before, being so in tune with yourself, knowing yourself so well, you can gauge straight away when it is that maybe you've gotten too focused on a specific goal. You need to let that goal go. As we said before, it's all about detachment. Let that goal go when it's no longer serving you and say, what is the true intention here and how else can I get there? The sixth and final aspect of self-mastery that we will be talking about today, as I said before, there are 12. Today we are talking about the first six, is mastering your mission. I love the idea of a mission because a mission essentially gives life meaning. And if there's one thing that we're all seeking, we're all seeking meaning. And that's where I find it so fascinating. We often talk about the hunt for happiness or the search for happiness. In the end, it's really actually a search for meaning. And I would encourage you right now just to take a little second. When was it that you were feeling most happy? And this won't necessarily be the case in all situations, but a lot of the time we feel most happy when we have a mission, when we have a purpose, when we have something that we're consciously working towards, something that we're excited about, something we want to contribute or bring into the world or bring into our life. So that is the importance of mission. And that's what I really wanna get across with this sixth point is that mission gives life meaning. And that's something that I work on a lot with my client is discovering what is this mission and knowing that that mission can change throughout our life. However, we need to have that mission in order to have that meaning. Life is not about making things as easy as possible for ourselves and simply surviving. The times in which we feel that biggest drive, that biggest excitement, that biggest sense of purpose and alignment is when we are working towards something that is greater than ourselves. 
I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I hope that this clarified a little bit more what self-mastery is all about. Make sure you tune in next week to hear the second six aspects of self-mastery. And in the meantime, if this concept resonates with you, if it speaks to you, if it feels like it's really in line with what you need to be working on in your life, then you might be exactly who I'm looking for. I'm currently looking for a small handful of people to serve as case studies to really show what 12 weeks of working on self-mastery can do. I'm looking for people who feel like they're ready for change, who know that change is possible and who know that there's bigger things out there waiting for them. If this speaks to you, if it feels like it might be something you're interested in or you just want to learn more about, then send me a DM on Instagram at Victoria Sardane and just write me the words, Victoria, tell me more and I will tell you all about it. In the meantime, I'll see you next week for a brand new episode.